With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Sister Betty with uh, It's My Journey with uh, Jesus Christ. And I hope that you're enjoying uh, your Friday. This is another beautiful, blessed Friday. I hope you've had a wonderful, blessed week, uh, regardless of what you may have had to go through, your struggles, your circumstances, whatever it may be. You know, God is still in control, and he is able. Uh, We know that the enemy is busy, so God is telling us as well, his children, to stay busy. You're going to be attacked. That's part of the following, being a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, God wants us to not give up, to continue moving forward. The enemy wants to stop what God has given us purpose to do, and that is to spread the gospel, and that is to share the gospel with those who are lost and to uh, allow uh, the world to see uh, that that God is, uh, is in us. He's within us because the world is watching us. And so we must continue on uh, fighting a good fight and continue trusting in Jesus Christ. Um, Today is Friday, of course, again, and it is uh, 2015. Uh, The month is um, April. You know, our days, our months and years are passing very fast, very fast. We know that we're living in the end times. Yes, we are living in the end time. And so, but that doesn't mean that we're to stop. We're going to continue moving forward. Uh, no matter what, just keep moving forward. And I'll continue trusting. I will continue saying, trusting in Him, you know, because He knows all things. And He said He will never leave us nor forsake us. And we must believe that. We must trust Him. Amen. Today I'm going to be bringing forth a message. It was a message brought to me before I left this morning to get out to go to work. I thank God for that word. I use that word of encouragement. God is a God of encouragement. He knows exactly what we need. And today I'm going to, as you see, the title is saying here is living only for God. And that's what God wants us to do, to live only for him. And I do have two scriptures that you can read for yourself. I'm going to go through some scriptures here coming out of First uh, Samuel uh, chapter 15, verse 24, and Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 20, 21. You will find out that as long as you go into the Word, the Word of God, I mean, no matter what you're going through or going with or what you have to deal with, all the answers is in the Bible. All we have to do is open it and go through it, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you and direct you. He will show you exactly what you are dealing with, what I'm dealing with, what we are going to go through, uh, our mistakes, our ups, our downs, 
uh, uh, the things that we do, uh, you know, meaning that none of us are perfect. Uh, only Jesus Christ is perfect. And so, but God is wanting us to know that we can go into his word, the word of truth, because he is truth. There's no lie in him. Amen. So the uh, title here is Living Only for God. And later on, I'm going to read something that a uh, rabbi uh, that had wrote something, and he, it was just awesome because, uh, as I said, I needed that, and God knows that I need always to hear something from him. And he, he definitely works in an amazing way. And I just thank him for seeing all things and hearing all things. And so, anyway, we're going to get in the lesson. I'm going to thank God for what he's doing, what he's doing, how he's doing it, uh, knowing that he is having control, giving him praise even through my hardships, my struggles, my pain. No matter what, I still have to give him glory. Even sometimes I may, I, I can, it's, it's hard to just lift up the hands and say, oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus, or Lord, you, you know, you saw what happened, you hear everything, you know everything because you're all knowing God. But still I do, I lift my hands up and I'll say, thank you, Jesus, uh, and I'm just giving him his praise, you know, uh, not only just because everything is so smooth at times and, and I can throw my hands up, you know, he gives me his blessings and I'm throwing my hand up and I'm thanking him and praising him. Well, I need to thank him even when things don't go right. When things, when the enemy is attacking, when the enemy has all kinds of ways the way he throws his furry darts. But God tells us and warns us to be ready and prepare for these things because as long as you are following Jesus Christ and you are doing what he called you to do, always know that the enemy is alert. He is alert. He is roaming. He is definitely roaming. So this is what I needed to say, and I want to give that and hope it encourages you because it encourages me. And so um, I'm going to go ahead and go into this talking about here we see in uh, chapter 1, verse Samuel. And it says here, uh, chapter 15, verse 24, here we see that Saul, Saul has said to Samuel, he said, I have sinned, for I have transgression, commandments of the Lord, and your word, because I, I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Amen? That's verse 24. I'm going to, you know, kind of talk away, talk and uh, share something, what I'm getting here, because this is relating even to us. Uh, as I said, the title said, Living Only for God. He didn't say living for man, living for people. He said living for God. And so we see that Saul, who was a king, and God had commanded him to, to do something. You know, he was supposed to do something. He commanded him. He didn't ask him to do it. He told him exactly. And you can read, if you have not, in the book of of saying of first Samuel, and here it was because he didn't do what God had commanded him to do. You know, here it is the Lord had rejected him because he was a king, but he disobeyed God. 
And so here it is, he's saying, he's telling uh, Samuel, who is the prophet, he said, I have sinned, let me know he has sinned. How many times that we have done that? Have we can even admit that we have sinned? I know sometimes that's hard to do, but you know what? If we can admit it, because God knows we did, we can admit it that we are not doing or we haven't done what God has commanded us to do, and we have all reasons, of, of, I'm not going to say reasons, we say just reasons, but it's excuses why we didn't do what God had commanded us to do. And so this is what Saul is saying to the prophet Samuel, letting him know that he had sinned. He confessed that he sinned, and he says that the reason he did it, his reason was because he feared the people and he obeyed their voice. So he obeyed their voice instead of God's voice, okay? So go on to 25. Now, therefore, please pardon my sin. He's asking God to forgive him of his sin and to turn with me that I may worship the Lord. He's saying, you know, forgive me, Lord. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, I have sin here, and, you know, and, and I'm asking you to pardon me on this and, and, and that he's asking him to return with him. He wants the Lord to come to him, come back to him, come to him. We don't realize that when God, again, has told us to do something, and we reject God, you know, we reject him what he's commanded, and we don't believe that God can reject us, even though he loves us dearly. He loves Saul. He loves us dearly, but he will reject. He rejects us all. He will reject me, and he will reject you. If you don't be obedient and do what he called you to do. Here it is again, as I said, Saul was to the point he was fearing the people. He feared them on what their voice said, what they were saying, what they were calling him, what they thought about him. How many times we do that? We fear that what somebody is going to say about us, what we think they're going to, what way they think about us. Uh, they won't speak to us no more. They don't want to, they're going to kick us out of the clique. All these things, we do this today. We do the same thing. That's why when we're studying the Word of God, we're studying about what happened with the people, what they did. We are people today that are doing the same thing, okay? We're doing the same stuff. So what God is saying here, and he said, we, he didn't think that God would reject him. So we wonder sometimes, I thought, how close was he? You know, how, how, how much did he really believe? You know, he, he, he knew there was a God. He knew God as we all say. We know him, and we say we know him. Do we really know him? Do we really? If we really know who God is, why is it that we would do what we do? when it comes down to the commandment, when he tells us, okay? Is it because of the giant? Is it because of how many people they are? And there may be just you as one standing because you may feel like you don't have your group with you. But you know what? God is one, one God, and he will stand for you if no one else doesn't stand for you. God commanded him. I'm going to go ahead to verse, let's go to 26. This is in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 26. It says here, but Samuel said to Saul, this is what the prophet said to him, 
I will not return with you. He's telling the prophet who we, I'm seeing here, he's saying, I'm not going to return with you, uh, for you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. Isn't that something? Here is God, Samuel the prophet, who knew himself who God was. No way he was going to fall in the trap with Saul. No way, regardless if Saul was a king, he was not going to reject what he knew that Saul had did and go against God because Samuel the prophet knew who God was and he was just letting him know, I'm not going with you. I'm going to go back on that. He said, I'm not going back with you. I will not return with you, for you have rejected. What did he do? He rejected what? The word. He rejects the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected him. And that's the same thing, the same God who has not changed. He's still the same. He hasn't changed at all. And so he's saying we reject this word just because of what the world says, and we are falling into that same thing, doing what the world saying just because as many of them as only few of us. And we will not stand on God's word because so now we are falling in that same thing. We're not doing what God has commanded us to do, and that is to preach the truth, speak the truth, and stand on the truth with love. Regardless whether people will not like you, they will hate you, they will not have nothing to do with you, and they will talk about you, they will scandalize your name, they will try to mess up your reputation, but still, God is saying you are not to reject what he has told you. Do not reject his word, because if you do, he's going to reject you as well. And so that's what God is telling us, the children, his children today. If we see that others are doing something and we know it's not correct and we know it's not right while we're still going and following them, while we're still with them, while we're still continuing acting like we are not children of God, while are we afraid, as he said, he feared their voices, is that what's going on today? There are many of us who are feeling what the voices that we are hearing of the people of the world. And we are not speaking up and we're not standing on what is correct, what is right. And God is going to reject that. And that is including myself. If I do not stand on the word of God, with the word of God, standing boldly, God is going to reject me as well. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go. Let's go on, and I'm going to go to Second Samuel. Let's go to Second Samuel. And Second Samuel's talking about in verse uh, chapter six, verse twenty to twenty-one. Here we see here we're talking about here David. David. We know who David was, and you go back to about it's all about David. I'm not going to go back all all through that. I want you to go through it and find out who David was, and we know who David was young, and he was chosen by God, and he was doing exactly, he, he, he did exactly what God had commanded him to do. The Lord was with him all the way, just like he was with Saul. But David chose to follow and to be obedient 
even though he was human and you can read more about David, what he did or what he didn't do. And so here we go here. First 20 says, then David. We're talking about David. David returned to bless his household. And Michael, that is, I may not be spelling her name correct, but it's M-I-C-H-A-L. She's the daughter of Saul, okay? She came out to meet David, and she said, How glorious was the king of Israel today uncovering himself today in the eyes of a maid of his servants as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. Mm. Now, we know that she's used to royalty, of course, you know, that means she used to royalty, no disrespect, and she's telling David he is David the king, and she's telling him how shameful she was because of him supposedly stripped herself half naked, and she was ashamed and embarrassed, so she's going to tell David how shameful that was. But, you know, again now, remember the topic here says living only for God, okay? Now let's go to verse 21 says, so David said to Michael, she, she spoke to her, and, and this is what he said. It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. Mm. Here we see here, again, living only for God. I'm going to repeat that again. Here it is, this Esau's daughter, I guess she thought she had the right to tell her husband, that how shameful he she was because he had stripped himself. But, you know, David was praising the Lord. He was giving praise to the Lord. He was happy. He was joyful. He was delightful. He was delighted. He was giving God his praise, talking about how, how, how joyful he was. And here it is, David had to tell her that it wasn't her <laughs> that chose him. It was the Lord. He, she was, he was being boldly letting him, letting her know that it was the Lord who chose him instead of her father. Her father did not choose David. And we can, as I say, you can go back and read a lot about Saul and about what Saul's contempt was, what he, he was tempted to wanted to do with David, for David. So Saul was jealous, too, of David. And so, but anyway, here it is. Uh, uh, David, King David, has telling his own wife that, you know, you didn't choose me. And that's the same thing as for us today. People did not choose you. It is God who chooses you. And we've got to get that straight. We've got to get it right that it is not people is easily to say to you or to me that you were not chosen or they will disgrace you and tell you how embarrassed and how could you do this and how could you have done that, how could you have went there, went this way, that way, how could you speak the word of God if you wasn't chosen. Well, you know, God chooses you. People didn't choose you. God chose you. 
That's where we go back again, living only for God. And so this is what uh, King David is telling his own wife, that it is God who chose him over, um, over and not her father. And, and to be over, uh, as it says, all, all his house to appoint him to be the ruler over the people. So it was God. I mean, it was God. And, and this is David is giving God that praise. He, he's letting him know and letting anybody know it was God who had chosen him and not, if not her or her father. Because David is saying boldly that, you know, I know who it was that chose me, and I know that if there's anything, if there's anything he has done wrong, let it be because let it be him, let it be God. Let, let God be the one that will deal with him. He said, I am, if it's something that I've done wrong, and that is the same way as for you and me or anyone, if there's anything that we have done wrong, if there's anything that's not pleasing to God, let it be God. Let it be him who will be more concerned about, not the people, not the people. Because it is not people again that chose you. It is God who chose you. It is God who ordained you. It is God who chose you to be the teacher or to be, uh, chose you to be a prophet or chose you to be an evangelist, to be evangelist nurse, who have chose you to go out and, and, and help these people or, or to feed these people or to he says to minister the word. You don't have to just be a man. You don't have to just be a woman. You don't have to be a certain age. God chooses who we want because we look at David, how young David was, who he chose. So it's all about living only for God. Thank you, Jesus. I hope that you enjoyed this. I'm going. I'm not done yet, but I have gotten something out of here, and I've learned that God is saying to me that, yes, he can reject us, you know, even though we think we cannot be rejected by God. Well, that's a lie from the devil because you can be rejected, and we have to be very careful of what we say and, 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 and what we don't do and what we should be doing. And so God is saying to us, and I thank God for putting that in me, letting me know who he is, and he wants me to get it right that he is who he is. He says, I am. And that's who he is. And he hasn't changed not one bit, not at all. He is the same God. Uh, before I end this, I'm going to read something that a rabbi uh, had, uh, he had brought forth. It's a rabbi, and, uh, and I, I thank God because, again, God brings things in mysterious ways. He, his messages, he brings messages in all kinds of ways. And, uh, and, and as I said, I, I put on uh, after, after the title here that, um, you know, this is a good lesson for us all. And this is what the rabbi said. He says, this is a good lesson for us. When it comes to the end of our days, We'll only have to answer to God. Let's make him the chief observer of our lives and live to please him. No matter what anyone else might think, that's called living with integrity. 
and it is most belisting of God's royal children. It is befitting befitting of God's royal children. We are royal. No matter what we may look like, no matter what folks may say, you know what, you are royal. You are a child of God. When you have accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, in your life, when you have confessed that your sins before him, amen, and you have let him know that you believe in his son, Jesus Christ, and that what Jesus did, he died on that cross for you and the entire world, and that he has raised, he died, but he is risen, and he is coming back. That means Jesus Christ is alive. When you have confessed your sins, you are no longer, (laughs) you are no longer of this world. You may be partially because you're here, but that means that now you are now a child of God. You are royal. You're from a royal family because he is a king. He's a king over all kings, okay? He said it, and I believe that, okay? And so he wants you to believe it. And so this is why this lesson today is talking about living only for God and stop living for man. Live for God. It is for us. It is better for us to try to please God. It is not try, but do it. I'm not going to leave that word trying. Do it. Let's live for him. So we'll only have to answer to God. Always remember that. I have to answer only to God. He is the one that I'm going to have to stand up before and face him. And that's the same for you. Let's make him the chief observer. He is the chief. He is the chief over any other chief. He is the chief observer. That means he's observing. He is watching us. He is observing us. He is watching me day and night. <laughs> day and night, he is watching me. And so he is watching the way my life is, the way I'm living. He is watching me whether I'm speaking the truth. He knows it. He's listening whether I speak the truth or I'm not. He is he knowing whether I love him or I don't love him. He will know if I'm ashamed of him or not. <laughs> he knows, Okay. So that's the reason why it's important that we make him to be the chief chief observer. Know that. And we are to live to please him because he can give life and he can take life. He gives it and he takes it. And remember earlier, as I said, he can reject us. Many people, we say God loves us. He wouldn't do this. He wouldn't do that. Let me say something here. Let me tell you something. God can do whatsoever to whomsoever he wants. He is the king of kings. He is God. He is the one that is the creator. And with love, when he disciplines us, he disciplines us because with love. But he can have a wrath. And he can. The day is going to come, and it is coming, and it will come that those who are for him will be for him. If you are against him, you are against him. And there is no in-between. And when that day comes, there is no, no, no last minute taking a chance, taking a, uh, what is it, a choice. Uh, oh, I finally made it up in my mind. 
Don't wait too late. You don't know. Don't wait till you get old. Don't think that you're too young. It's time now. Today is today. And stop allowing anybody to say, oh, we've heard that so many years, so they've been hearing it for thousands and thousands of years. Jesus Christ is coming back, and yes, he is. He is coming back again. He came once, and he's coming back again. There will be no excuses. So when you hear this, hear this message today, it could be right here at this moment. You can hear it, even if it doesn't happen now. You know, it could be the twinkle of just a twinkle, just a twinkle that Christ can come back. Today is the day for us. Believers, non-believers, we can get our house in order and keep it, keep it in order. God will help us through these, these hard times. These are some trying times right now where you're going to go through a lot. You're going to go through things on your job. You're going to go through things, I don't care, in the church. You're going to go through some stuff. And don't let anyone say to you that as you have accepted Jesus Christ in your heart, that it's going to be all smooth sailing because it's not. And if anybody says that, then I don't know what they're doing or what they should be doing because following Jesus Christ has not got nothing to do with smooth sailing. This has to do with him, not us. This has to do with, with being a follower, that you're going to go through it. Our brothers and sisters, Paul, James, John, all of them, and many Christians have went through prosecuted. Uh, they went through a lot. A lot. They tried to end the story. They wanted to stop it. They don't want us to even continue talking about it today. And that's why I will continue talking about it. I'm going to talk, and I'm going to talk as long as the Holy Spirit he dwells in me. And when he moves me, I'm going to move it. I'm going to say what God wants to be said. And there are going to be people who are going to want to stop you. There are going to be people who will even reject you. But forget about what they what they do because they can't destroy you. You know, they might mess with my, this, this right here. But they can't mess with my soul. And so that's the important thing here. And so what I'm saying is it's time for us as believers, true believers, that we continue to stand, stand for Jesus. Are we living only, God is saying, living only for him and not for them. Let's live for God. This is Sister Betty with It's My Journey with Jesus Christ, and I thank God for this moment, for this day, to allow me to be able to bring forth this message because after getting off of my job, and I thank God for the job, but going through what I have to deal with today, you know, the enemy wants to just try to stop me and slow me down, but that ain't going to happen. You know, because you know what? It's not about me. It's about God. It's about who he is. This is April 17th, and it is Friday. And I hope that you have a wonderful and you have a blessed weekend and hoping that we will continue moving forward in Jesus' name. I can't say when I will be back. All I do is go by when the Spirit says it's time, it's time, because it's not about pleasing the people. It's about pleasing Jesus Christ. Again, have a wonderful and blessed day in Jesus' name. Agape and peace. Shalom. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.